and welcome to Trade Centre Live, brought to you by Sportsmate and Footy Live, where we talk all things trades, bringing you all the breaking news and real opinions from real fans. It's day four, and each day we're going to speak to big fans about their beloved clubs, followed by a 4pm show to wrap up your daily trade news. Now today, a couple of deals are already uh, done. Will Brody is now a docker, and Adam Cherry is a blue, finally. We knew it was going to happen, but uh, we didn't know how it was going to happen. Fremantle receives pick six and a future third round pick. We're going to dive into that later on in the day. But first, make sure you get to Instagram, actually, live on Instagram and get involved. All the show and content are there. Hashtag Trade Center Live to get involved. Today's schedule is a chat. Uh, now at 12.30 with Nick and Tiz from Hawk Talk, followed by a chat with Duck from the Purple Rain in our usual trade uh, news wrap at 4pm. Let's welcome these two blokes first, though. It's Nick and Tiz. Thanks for dropping by for some Hawk Talk. Thank you so much for having us. Pleasure to be here. No, excited. Hey, Nick, first, I know you're a psychology graduate, which is good because you can probably mm. give yourself therapy after last season from the Hawks. Uh, and also a film and TV graduate, freelance journalist on Tiz's uh, um, Twitter. It's just proud Hawks member. Is uh, no qualifications for Tiz or is just just being modest? Nah, just just uh, bumming it through life, really. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a bit of background. He's, neglect- uh, he's neglected to mention he does put on his CV uh, Mad Dog. Yeah, Mad Dog's good. I like that one. What What do you do? And, and, Tiz? and, and sick dude. <laughs> what does Tiz do? Oh, I just I just work in a fairly boring family business, to be honest, which is why Hawthorne's such a great outlet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A bit of Nothing success, ever so- boring about Hawthorne. That's right. Never, never boring. I'd say, especially this year. And you guys know, obviously, hosting a podcast. There's a few things you try and avoid bringing up, which is religion, politics, and Hawthorne's failed succession plan. Let's break the rules off the top. Let's let's talk about it as Tiz Smirk's hmm. way. What did you guys think of how it played out? This succession plan and Clarko and now Sam Mitchell there. Well, me personally, well, we I uh, well, yeah, well, we do differ. Yeah, me personally, I always wanted Sam Mitchell to be the next coach of the club. I thought yeah. that's where the club indeed was going. Um, the way that it transpired, of course, was an embarrassing mess, which is not exactly ideal. But uh, look, they muddled their way through it. We're out on the other side of it now, and we wait to see what Sam Mitchell can do. I'm I'm excited, but lament how it all went down. Of course, yeah, Tiz, you differ. Uh, yeah, not, I think if you're going to get rid of Clarko, and he was fairly well cemented into that role, built the club around him, I think it was always going to be really fractious. And I think that uh, having Sam there now, and he's obviously clearing out a lot of stock on the list and also in the coaching panels, um, will really start a new era. And I felt at the time the succession plan that had been put up was uh, just wasting time on decisions that needed to be made. And Clarko displayed a lot of loyalty to a few players, and I'm talking about Segler, who's on the trade table at the moment, that probably wasn't warranted. We're seeing Timmy O'Brien leave as well. He got a lot of game time when perhaps it wasn't really necessary. And perhaps we we sort of um, held back a couple of other players that were on the list in lieu of those guys. Mm. That's fair enough. I'll ask you about that list a little bit later on. Firstly, I want to know why you support the Hawks. Nick, you go first. So why why are you a proud brown and gold supporter? 
Oh, it's family inherited. I mean, that's yeah. the way. So, so often the way these things go. I inherited from it from my dad, and and you know, we'd go to Waverley Park together with my brother as well. So we're we're a mad Hawthorne family. Um, I think the thing that really solidified it was my mum's side of the family being Essendon fans. They really tried to turn me to the dark side, <laughs> and I think it was the two thousand and one prelim where Hawthorne had a, an, an extremely upsetting loss to Essendon in the prelim. And uh, it kind of broke my heart. And I knew I'd always been Hawthorne to that point, but I knew, well, there's no question about where my loyalty lies now. I feel it in my heart and soul how much that loss hurt. Yeah, it's Essendon's not in the picture, no way. So, yeah, I've been Hawthorne my whole life, inherited from my dad's side of the family. Yeah, who do you hate the most though? What what club do you hate the most? They've got a lot of enemies, Hawthorne. Who is is it Essendon? Yeah. For you personally? Yeah, it's 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 between Essendon and Geelong, certainly. Mm. Um and, and that makes for fiery online interactions because they're the only two clubs that seem to want to have a bit of a bite back. They have a pot at us <laughs> when when we have a very good natured, lighthearted pot at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've completely gone over the Gold Coast pod and how they came for us that day. Uh the Gold Coast pod. The Gold Coast. What happened there? Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as we're not naming them by name, then I'm fine with that. Don't give them the free plug. No. What no. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, there's. It's all in good it was fun. About isn't the it? Like, Jager and Mira stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to remember at the end of the day, this is essentially a game. It's it's grown men kicking a ball around a field. You, you you can't take it too seriously. And I think there is some danger of some lightheartedness on social media being interpreted as a personal attack. Um <laughs> but, which uh, it never can't is. Don't be in any doubt. It's the bombers. They're the uh, they're the enemy. That's they're the it. enemy. They're the <laughs> yeah. enemy. And is it a family thing for you as well, Tiz? It's all Hawthorne oh, yeah. family. Yeah, it goes back a few generations. Yeah, even to the Maybloom's days. Oh, so uh, Maybloom, it's a long time ago. <laughs> Very nice. Oh yes, the Halcyon days when everything was so great. <laughs> the- there's uh, been a recent uh, re-sign just before we came on air, actually. Um, you're pretty happy about this. Finn McGuinness has signed a two-year deal, and you've also got Daniel Howe on a, on a one-year extension. Are you, uh, are you happy about that? Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy about that. Maybe somewhat a little bit surprised. I would have um, you know, done a bit of a strike that, reverse it, Willy Wonka style, and I would have given Howe two years and Finn, McG- Finn McGuinness one. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm I'm happy that they both remain with the club. I look forward to seeing what they can do. Uh, let's let's yeah, give well, this. Uh, Dan oh, Howe sorry, had his yeah. best year, I guess. Yeah, Dan Howe had his best year. So um, if he were to walk out, I think Richmond and Sydney were the suitors. Um, we would have been pretty disappointed, I think, mm-hmm. having held yeah. on to him and looked after him for a few injuries, and, and finally found a position he could hurt opposition sides from. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a shame in that respect. And Sydney and Richmond, he reportedly was trying to sniff out uh, deals with those guys. He wanted to cross over. But, you know, the fact that he only got one with Hawthorne tells me that maybe he had to settle. Maybe those clubs weren't interested, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's nice to sign some them young blokes on as well because I think he recently signed uh, Dylan Moore and Lockie Bramble and Jacob Kaczynski, and they all showed glimpses this season. So it's all about the future, really. And I'd love to yeah. uh, get a rating from you uh, for this season. It was a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, you'll probably linger in the top four for most of the season before that late season surge at the end, open the season with a big come from behind win against Essendon, which you guys are very, very happy about. And then you stormed home. 
losing just one after uh, round 18, I think. Just and uh, and a good a good send off for, for Clarko. All up though, what would you give this from from A to F? What grading do you give the season? Oh, I went out of ten actually. So whatever whatever you call a <laughs> six or six point five out of ten. Um, yeah, I guess a C. It was. You have to remember this. We knew what this year was going to be as Hawks fans. We're laying the first bricks of this big rebuild, and I think we can be proud of some of the stuff we did accomplish. You know, guys, you mentioned before, Cozzy and more, and someone like CJ really found another level and emerged as locks for what would be our best side. Mm. And then you've got Newcomb and Bramble discoveries. Um, they, they were success stories. Uh, that being said, the club only won seven games. You can't get too carried away. Um, credit to them for turning up in the back half of the season or the back quarter of the season, I guess. But yeah, it's satisfying. It's a satisfactory season for where we're at and you can't get too carried away. Oh, I'd have to give them a three. Um, cool. Well, up until they started winning some a games three out of ten. back in. And then, uh, and then you give them a five, just a pass, you know. Uh, they, there were some shocking performances in there, especially against St Kilda and West Coast. And I think the worst part of the season, the worst moment of the season, we travelled to uh, Tasmania to watch them play Adelaide. Mm. We thought this would be a good game. And at half time, we were checking the flight schedule, to be quite honest. Uh, <laughs> but we ended up winning that game. You came back. <laughs> I remember that game well. Wow. Yeah. How often? How often do you go down to yeah, you go down to Tassie? Do you go down to Tassie often to to watch the games when you can? Obviously, I think it'll be a, a running thing going forward. That was our first time down there. Um, it was certainly my first time down there personally, but as as a podcast, if you like, as a duo, that was our first trip down to Tassie, and we want to make it a regular thing. It was really fun. Yeah. So from there, you know, it was really weird. They made a decision on Clarko. The playing group obviously didn't like it. They made another decision that he was ending at the end of the year and it freed up everyone's playing style. And we actually saw Segler come back into the lineup um, and push his credentials for trade. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and what we can get back from his destination club. But if he goes to Geelong, and I haven't asked Nick this yet, uh, how are we going to feel about that, mate? Because they've been looking for a ruck for well on, well, since Otten's left, and uh, we're yeah. going to give him one. How do I feel about Geelong acquiring another other, another over 30 racked with injury history? I'm totally fine with that, mate, as it happens. Don't talk him up. We're trying to get rid of him, you know. God. <laughs> Yeah, I want to I want to ask you about the targets. Actually, there's a few of them um, that might leave leave Hawks. But first, I mean, this is very pessimistic. He mentions the negatives first. Let's try and get a highlight out of him of the season. There was <laughs> just just one highlight. Was there was there one that really stood out to you, Tiz? Uh, there are more players. I, I'm not sure there was any team play that really stood out to me that was fantastic. But uh, more was excellent for the whole year, and that's totally unexpected. Kaczynski being moved forward was ridiculous how well that worked. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, they, then we pick guys out of nowhere and they end up first selected. And so there's something going right there, but, um, you know, it, it, I can understand. I'm fully behind Sammy going, look, they're all up for grabs. Come and talk to us. In, in terms of my 
personal highlight. I, I was torn because obviously we didn't see too much live footy this year. I'm very thankful for having gotten along to the MCG for the Giants game and seeing Tim O'Brien's mark. Uh, that was almost a decade in the making. Um, that was my favourite. Well, actually, he was involved in two big moments, Tim O'Brien, because he, he also kicked the winner against Essendon. So hats off to TOB and farewell and good luck. But I suppose the other one was the 38-point win against the Swans at the at the SCG um, and Giant Newcomb's amazing debut, the most tackles ever on debut. And mm. I don't know, that that's talent ID for you, isn't it? They said, yeah, we reckon this bloke, put him in the side the next week, bang, done, gets the win, <laughs> sets the record. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that for this year. Yeah, I like that. Was there was there a what was the worst moment? I'm sure Tiz has got about seventy of them. But what what about you, Nick? Firstly, big loss against St Kilda. I think that might be. The, I think he went down by sixty nine points in the end. That was probably the worst performance of the season. Was that the biggest negative for you? <laughs> yeah, you're checking my notes, are you? That's the one I've got written down. Is that one? It was oh, the losses. Okay. It was losses against the Saints and the Suns. I reckon that first. First quarter against the Suns in particular, while I didn't see it live, so it's a bit different when you're watching on the TV. God, that's the worst I've seen in years. Mm. But I think the most miserable experience was going watching the Saints game. They, they just didn't fire a shot. And also compounded by the addition of Gunston, that was the only game he played that year and looked horribly underdone and misused. And it was such a, it was such a mistake to play him anyway. Um, there's, there's nothing redeeming about that game. So that was my low light. Mm-hmm. Tiz, pick pick one of your seventy. Which one is it that stands out? Oh, it was so close to beating Melbourne. I think. I think oh, that's yes. probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> and then they wouldn't have finished top, and they probably wouldn't have won a premiership, and it would have been magnificent. That's anyway, right. It changed uh, it all. <laughs> The uh, the 2021 trade period for the Hawks, right? Uh, you had targets of, of Laddams and Max, Max Lynch. Now, first, the Laddams wanted uh, a first-round pick, and, and basically the Hawks said, no, that's too much. Piss off. Um, we don't want it. But do you, do you see Laddams coming over anyway? Do you see the negotiations uh, rebooting at all? Or and, and also Max Lynch, is he coming across? I would say that Max Lynch is much more likely. We've been into Max Lynch since, you know, dating back to July. Mm. As for Laddams, I don't see the door reopening on that one. The power would have to renegotiate very strongly and put a different offer because Laddams is not worth pick five. That's our mm. first round pick. We're not giving yeah. up pick five for him. Um, before coming onto this, this show, I read that he's virtually a certainty to go to Sydney now. I don't know what Sydney are paying for Laddams, but apparently that's the deal in the works. And I'm fine with that. I don't want to give up our first round pick for Laddams. So Lynch it is, hopefully. Yeah. You happy with Lynch, Tiz? Oh, yeah. I never get excited about Ruckman. Um, so don't move heaven and earth for that. I think uh, <laughs> I think we were very, very lucky to get McAvoy for Savage and, and some set of steak knives. And uh, that's about it. We've never really excelled in the ruck and they've never been important to our game plan. So uh, don't give up pick five for, for Laddam's time. And I think Port just want to keep him. I don't think they've got much interest in letting him go. Um, the thing that, I'm, that I've noticed at Hawthorne is they really want uh, another Popolo-type player. They want pressure on the ball carry in the, in the back half. And we, we haven't been able to engineer that from any of the young talent we've picked up. Um, 
And I think we're into Schultz at Frio, and he said no. And uh, we've heard Loney of St Kilda, and he's a particularly uh, – he's just a thorn in our side every time we play them. He gets about five head-high free kicks and kicks four of them, and uh, it, it's weird. It's the only – if you ever want to think about who Hawthorne's going to trade for, it's players that play well against them, and it's, it's quite an obvious trend. Yeah, we did it with Gibbo, we did it with Wingard, we did it with uh, Hale. Yeah, it's uh, as long as you play well against this, you might get a contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, maybe they can get someone in the draft though. They can they can bring that um, ferocity and and be a, a nice small forward that can that can create for you. Because yeah. like said they did say they wanted five picks in the top 30 if possible. So it means some things have got to go out. And I know, well, Tim O'Brien's going to go out, Segler probably. You know, do you look mm. at anything else to try and get some some top picks? Uh, yeah, we the, the talk around Hawthorne this trade period has been some rather audacious ideas of, you know, putting Mitchell on the table, O'Meara, Wingard, yeah. Gunston, you know, just a few of our best players, no problem. Send them packing. We don't need them. Um, but it's all about the appropriate deal. Uh, I, As much as people want to talk about it, I don't see there being any movement on this. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong by the end of the trade period, but it takes the appropriate deal, and I don't know where it's going to come from. I just mm. I don't see it happening. But, you but you're open to the deal, are you, Nick? You want to see... Well, Tiz, I put it back on to you. When a team rates a three out of 10 for their season, you're not in a position to do nothing, are you? Like you, you can't sit on your hands and not answer when the phone rings. Mm-hmm. So you've got to listen to these deals and these offers that are being put forth. But I just, I don't see, I, I don't foresee one that works out in Hawthorne's favour, like, yeah, okay, give up your best and fairest. Okay, give up O'Meara. But for what? Like, what's coming back the other way? I don't see it. I don't see it being reasonable for us. I think you have to take those calls. I think I think realistically John would be the one that, uh, that people would want and we'd be willing to give up. I think Tom probably would not let go. Yeah, I'm much more comfortable with O'Meara leaving. I'm not prepared to see our midfield just yet without Tom Mitchell. I think, mm. uh, you know, some will say that, well, you know, Tom out and Warple will step up. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not prepared to see it just yet. Mm. It, yeah, it, it'd be huge if you got the best and fairest out of there. But again, you do have to look at, at the future and what's going to benefit in the long term. You guys already are getting upset. You haven't won a premiership in a few years now. You're used to a, a few in a row. So you want to get back there pretty quickly. <laughs> but how much is, is too much change? And I ask that because obviously Sam Mitchell's in there, Robert Harvey, Andrew Collins has come as an assistant, David Hale, Adrian Hickmott. There's a lot of change at Hawthorne. Are you guys worried that there's too much change? No, if you're uh, no, a new era, lean into it. Yeah, and and Mitchell needs to roll the dice now. There's no mm. point in having John stay on the list and trying to get something for him next year. There's no point in having Gunston come back. And if the back isn't any good, we're going to get less for him again. Um, you know, he really needs to make hard decisions from the beginning. You know, and this is what Clarko did. He knows what Clarko did when he got the Hawthorne. He got rid of the Deadwood and uh, tried to get the most. Um, back 
Um, we sent a couple over to North Melbourne and about eight years later, we got a couple of North Melbourne players the other way, which became triple premiership players. So we've got to take risks. And what I would love to do is find a deal we could do with Gold Coast because they've got a lot of very highly talented players up there who aren't performing. And uh, we've seen what we could do with Jack Scrimshaw. And um, I just think we're in a better environment for him. Have you got one in mind there, Tiz, with Gold Coast? Well, what would you do if you were the list manager? We'll be back after a quick break. I, it's all forwards for me and uh, and quick midfielders. I think our back line is fairly set. In fact, in the next couple of years, we'll probably be looking to move on a couple of backs and getting some picks for them. Um, yeah, I don't really have any players in mind. Um, I did think Will Brody might be a good shot, but he's gone now to Frio. As he just mm-hmm. said, I think McPherson's in. He's been... He wants to stay now, doesn't he? I think Nick was telling him. Well, no, there's a difference there. He doesn't want to play for North Melbourne. Let's get that clear. Oh, okay. And, and, and can you blame him, honestly? Yeah, you, you can't blame uh, him. No one wants to play for North. No, they're looking all right, though. I, tell you what, I, don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind the way they're going, David Noble. You Hawks fans are very harsh. I, you know who someone else is harsh is Matt Rendell, and he said he doesn't have James Warpool in Hawthorne's best 18 at the moment. Do you agree with that, boys? Yeah, Matt Rendell says a lot of things. <laughs> Most of them to pad to the ads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, um, no, Warple's fairly good. I mean, he had a down year, but uh, they should, they started kicking goals our midfielders this year, which was a novelty. We haven't done that for a long, long stretch. So uh, it was good to see John Tom and, and Warple actually hitting their scoreboard. Hey, Nick, it sounds like you've done a lot of homework. So I know you've got a dream trade there somewhere written on your notes. What's what's the dream trade that you'd do? You know what's in front of you at Hawthorne. What would you what move would you make if you were this man? Uh, look, speaking of the Gold Coast Suns, and this might be slightly controversial, it's hard for me to say. It's probably hard for Hawthorne fans to hear. After a year without Gunston. Mm. I've become comfortable with the idea of our forward line trying to find its way without him. I think that started and I'm hoping it can go further. I'm, I'm particularly impressed by the likes of, you know, Emerson Jecker waiting in the wings and who knows what Calo can be. He was signed into a rookie, rookie deal. Um, but if it means bolstering our midfield in a big way, I think we should do it. And I'd go Jack Gunston paired with, say, a pick 24. Or we might go, uh, our other one's 21, I believe. Could go 21. Mm. So Gunston and one of those picks in exchange for Gold Coast's pick three. I like that. It's, it's tantalizing, isn't it? It is. I like that. They might do it. We'll see. Put it they, might, they might do it. 
Gunston's a roll of the dice, as far as I'm concerned. It, it It's not just an injury. It's a back injury. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if he could ever get back to what he was. Um, and the fact is, Gold Coast, they have made it very clear that their emphasis is they would like some experience. They don't necessarily mm. need youth anymore. Like, they're, they're trying to find someone to steer this ship properly. Yeah, and that's right. Gunston is probably the best that we could offer as Hawthorne. So there's there's my shot in the dark trade. Well, it's always good, you know, to try to negotiate with Gold Coast. Like you said, it's not they're not looking for youth now. They're looking at people to build their culture and a good environment there because retention is their biggest problem. So it's not about getting mm. youth, really. So it is yep. a possibility. Do you like that, Tez, or pessimistic on this one again? I want Jared Brander out of West Coast. Oh, you want Brander? I want him on the wing and I want him resting up forward. That's who Mm -hmm. I want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyone, any one of our experienced players, uh, I'd just like a pick, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we can get some decent picks and just, we've got to back our development. Our development is is better than, than most clubs. And we've seen that when we finally decided to back the youth later in the season, we've seen that they've been up to the job and against some of the very quality oppositions. So, uh, yeah, I think we need to back ourselves there. And I'm not really pessimistic about the future. I was I was dark on the early start of the season because uh, yeah. we've had some – we've had the McAvoy experiment in recent memory. We've had yeah. some really odd stuff going on behind the football. Um, our setups in the midfield have been woeful, even though we've got some really good names right? Uh, they just don't, there's no team play. So going forward, if we can be as attacking as the Box Hill Hawks that seem to be, mm. we're going to be much more entertaining to watch. And certainly we won't be kicking long down the line to the smallest forward, which will be fantastic to see. <laughs> that is true. If everything goes well, boys, everything goes well. Have a good preseason. Everyone starts to like Stan Mitchell and all the assistant coaches go in there and make their mark. Robert Harvey's there. Midfield will be purring. Where do you finish mm. next season? Give me a prediction, please. There's a lot of ifs, isn't there? A lot of stuff needs to go right because we're working with a new blueprint. We've got in so many, so much different personnel. Um, I'd have us knocking on the door of the eight. I don't think we make the eight. That's too optimistic. But if everything happens to go perfectly, then we shock the comp by giving them a big scare and and basically say, hey, we're not messing around. We're, we're, we're coming back. We've had the right idea here. We have our new coach. We have our new game plan, culture, ideas, whatever, what have you. Um, and I think that we scare a few clubs uh, just about where we finish, which is knocking on the door of the eight. That'd be my guess. Well, uh, Clarko's wrapped up a lovely little premiership backline there. So uh, if we can mm-hmm. build on that, uh, it'll take about three years, maybe four, because we're going to have a fair bit of turnover in the rucks and in the midfield. Mm. We should be making finals and, and and playing a good style of footy again. Yeah, and everyone forgets about that the Sicily's gonna be back next year as well. And uh my god, what a player he is. So it is it is exciting, the uh, the back line of fourth one. And I'm interested to see the way they play as well because they started to play a more, you know, defensive nature late in the year. They weren't conceding as many scores and that sort of thing. I'm interested to see the way they play under Sam Mitchell. It'll be good. I'm also Mm. interested to see how you go with these 10 quick questions. Okay, you can answer one for one. So you can both give me an answer (laughs) for these ones. Um, Okay. 
All right. So first one, uh, which player would you most like to have a beer with at the pub from Hawthorne? I know what my answer used to be, Isaac Smith. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Oh, that's a good your question, eye, though. Um, oh, God. I'm, uh, Jack Scrimshaw seems like a lovely guy. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Piers? Uh, Connor Nash. Connor Could probably Nash. be the answer to most of these questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, if you had to get rid of either Tom Mitchell or... Will Day and Dylan Moore, who would you get rid of? See you, Tom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's the time. Yeah. Yep, see you, Tom. Shot after the siren, 45 degree angle, 40 metres out. Who would you choose to kick it? Statistically speaking, uh, Ben McAvoy. I'd have Jack. Jack Gunn. I knew you were going to say Gunn. I knew you were going to say Gunn. be there. Uh, if, if the Hawks had to merge with one team, what oh. would it be? Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I can tell you who it wouldn't be. It can't be North Melbourne. It just couldn't <laughs> be. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't stand for it. it it's like it, it'd be an impurity in the club. Mm. Oh, I'd, I'd vote for Frio because I got along so well with their supporters uh, when we beat the Violet Crumble in 2013. <laughs> they were really nice. <laughs> were they were just ha- happy to be there, mate. They were just happy to be there. Were they? They were. They were lovely. They were absolutely lovely. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. All right. I'm happy Frio, to be at the big dance. Well, most people most people pick Gold Coast for this, but you guys absolutely hate them after that podcast saga. So, yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, if Hawthorne win the flag next year, how would you celebrate? And you've had a lot of practice doing this. So how do you celebrate the flag? Oh, boy. Well, this podcast didn't exist um, during the three-peat. We started afterwards. <laughs> so I dare say, however we did it, it probably involved the podcast somehow. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> Would you believe uh, Hawthorne Premiership hasn't been on my mind lately? <laughs> we're a bit far away from it. But, um, oh, look, it'd be, now that we're doing the show, it'd be massive. It'd be super indulgent. I can say that. Yeah. Live stream from the pub or something. Be great. Oh, probably, yeah. Along those lines, it'd be insane. I just enjoy turning up to Glen Ferry Oval after a win. Uh, probably the next one we'll have to go down to, uh, where is it again? Bingley. Dingley. Oh, shit. I hear it's shovel ready. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have world-class facilities, Nick. Uh, it's going to be very, very good. Yeah, uh, down to Dingley. That'd be good. Hey, would you rather sit up in the nosebleeds by yourself for a grand final or be at home with family and friends watching, maybe together? Which would you prefer? Oh, God, that's... That's important. I'd have to be with family because that's what that's what football. It, it's such a part of footy for me is family. Tis <laughs> shaking his head. He's like that <laughs> stuff. And I'm by myself up there. Yeah, exactly. I'd be watching it from the gods. I don't care. Just to be there. <laughs> I love it. Very good. Uh, if you could look exactly like one Hawthorne player, who would it be? Ooh. Currently listed. Currently listed. <laughs> Currently listed. What do you you want to look like? Someone from the twenties, Tiz. They don't look. They don't look so good these days. Or Dipper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not yeah. into their looks. Are you, Nick? 
No, I, I know objectively who people find handsome. Um, yeah, just, just say so, Jager so, and move on. Yeah, I was just going to say Jager and move on, to be honest. Yeah, Jager and move on. I like that. <laughs> um, if you had to choose one Hawthorne player to play millionaire hot seat on your behalf, all the money goes to you, who would you pick? Oh, can, can, I pick, can I pick the coach? I'd love Sam Mitchell to play. No, no, you can't pick the coach. Damn it has to be a player. Oh, my God. Who's an intelligent uh, that's a, That is a great question, my friend. <laughs> um, Jack Gunston. You're right. You're right saying Sam, though. He's a bookaholic, so uh, yeah. he'd be great to have. Um, Apparently he should do Sudoku before every game or something. He's very, very switched on. The mind is always active. Yeah, he's got did you say Mitch Lewis, too? Mitch Lewis, did you say? I did. I said Mitch Lewis. At the AGM one time, he had some very interesting things to say about the trip he took to Kokoda, and I was quite impressed. Okay. okay. There you go. All right. Uh, if Netflix asked you to choose one player to do a documentary on about their life story, who would you choose? Um, first guy that came to mind for me was Jarman Impey. Oh, I just want to know what happened to Connor Nash in the last three months of his life. So. <laughs> just, <laughs> just Connor Nash. That'd just be an good. Amazon fly on the wall doco for that. that <laughs> I love it. All right, last one. If you had to swap Sam Mitchell with one current AFL head coach right now, who would it be? I reckon uh, I'd like to see what um, Hardwick would do with our side. I mean, that, that seems like a bit of a cop-out answer. Obviously, he's been enormously successful lately, but... That makes the most sense to me. I want to see what one of the most successful coaches lately could do with our club. Yes, I like that one. You would. Who did you say? Richmond fan. (laughs) Adam Simpson. Adam Simpson, uh, you said. Adam Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, that's good. Good answers. Very good. Top 10. I like that. 10 quick questions. Hey, give yourselves another plug as well. Tell everyone where they can listen to all your Hawks content. Yeah, righto. Uh, so Hawk Talk Podcast, that's the name of it. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on SoundCloud. In terms of our socials, twitter.com slash hawktalkpod. That's our social media HQ. You can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Search Hawk Talk Podcast on Instagram. you find us there. We have merch on Redbubble. We have a Patreon where if you really want to get behind us and support the show, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Well, beautifully done. Hey, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Thank you for joining me today. I love it. And we'll get you. We'll try and get you back on when some trades go through as well. So when uh, Tom Tom Mitchell heads off to Richmond, we'll try and get you on and talk about it. Uh, hashtag Trade Center Live to get involved. And uh, coming up, actually, at 2 o'clock, it's Duck from the Purple Rain. And then 4 p.m., all the trade news wrap with Nick Guglielmino. Uh, thanks, guys, again. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, we'll see you then, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Go Hawks.